You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound, and no one could change my mind but Mama tried. The one and only rebel. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929 thegamecom Oh Merle Haggard. Yeah. Walked out of the We Are the World. Um, video? Not just the whole the whole, the whole session. Thing. Walked yeah. out of the session. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, country music hall of fame. Merle Heck. He just make you want to talk like this here, don't he? <laughs> that big old hat, big old man. Anyway, happy Mother's Day, everybody. Sam and Greg, Sports happy Radio Mother's 92 Day, Moms. Game, 92 game.com on this eighth day of May. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a uh, special little good morning to you fine folks in Monroe. 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 That's right. Ain't mentioned Monroe in a minute. You haven't. You ain't got nothing from Monroe. Um, nothing. Just Monroe. You. Wow. Them people walking walk around with their bottom up out the rest of the, the rest of the day because they wait for you to have this nugget. I just pull a city out of my, you know what, and then you have some nugget. I know a lot with about that it. City. I got a friend of mine played was out there played on the team. I'm not gonna mention his name, but but I but as much I know he? about Monroe. I'm not gonna mention his name. You gonna run from the law? No, you know, he was he played played ball. He was a really good player and then played collegiately up at Tennessee Chattanooga. He's a good, good friend of mine. But he lives he don't live here in town. But but that's you know, when I think about Monroe, that's the person that I that that, that kind of thing. He's kind of my go to. I want to know anything Monroe. And on this on this eighth day of May, are you ready? Go ahead. Eighteen 18- 86. Ooh. 1886. Long time ago. There was a place called Jacob's Pharmacy here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Jacob's Pharmacy? Jacob's Pharmacy in Atlanta is known for serving the first glass of Coca-Cola. Really? Yes. In 1886. But did they realize what it was? Well, they and they also they, didn't they, realize they thought, what they was thought in it was something else. They also, <laughs> I would like to see them people that drank them first bottles because <clears throat> It contained cocaine. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. contained. Now, was it in a bottle or was it from a fountain? I think it was from a fountain. Didn't wasn't say. It? They just said served. Yeah, I think I think it's from a from a fountain. I don't, I don't think it was from a, from a bottle. I don't think they were bottling it yet. Cocaine either. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in there, and it happened on this date. So you want to get some pictures of those people who had it for the first time. Uh, also, Paramount Pictures was founded on this. I, I'm trying to just move on. <laughs> Yeah, Paramount started on this day. 
On this eighth day of May. Okay. Back in back in 1912. 1912. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Insignificant. Some of it. But I got a lot more. I mean, just birthdays that happened on this day. But let's talk football. You were gone last week, the, the, the weekend where the draft happened. So you didn't get a chance to talk about this. You were gone last week. I was gone last week. I just happened to be right in the middle of this. Yeah. Yeah, you were. And I didn't think yeah. I was going to be. Some what people, happened? the draft just kind of landed on you, huh? It did because weeks, you know, weeks prior, I mean, I knew what was going to take place in Vegas, but, you know, I had, you and I haven't taken a lot of time off. And our significant others would like us to do that from time to time a little bit more. So I just, you know, decided let's, I picked this weekend without thinking uh, where we we're going to be going. Anything. I just said, I'm taking next weekend off. I'll let you decide. And it's been reminded of me on a regular basis that I haven't been back to Las Vegas since we got married. Okay. Which is where we got married at. And I didn't want, it wasn't planned that way initially because I wanted to have it in Florida where both our fathers were living. But the ministers at his church were making us jump through all kinds of hoops because she was married before. I had never been married. They want to talk to family members and go through this whole interview process. And I'm like, uh uh. They do that for a reason. Well, be that as it may. I wasn't going through it, didn't need to go through it, and I knew I could pull this off in a much more comfortable way. So I literally got us set up in Vegas and then threw a party here and then had a party in Chicago. It worked out great. But I haven't been back since we got married. And so we went back out there, and I let her handle everything. Well, she, (laughs) of all places, picked Paris, that hotel, which I had never been to. I had never stayed on the Strip. I've never stayed on I've always stayed down there by the Hard Rock and a place across the street from the Hard Rock, which I thought was amazing. I was sent out there on business once, and it was a loft. The room was a loft. And halfway up the staircase, built into the staircase, was a jacuzzi. That was the craziest thing I'd ever seen before. Whoa. You don't even make it upstairs. You get That's halfway up the stairs, That's and a there's vision. a jacuzzi for, that would fit two people. Yeah. Built in the staircase. So I'd gone out there, you know, repeatedly and stayed there. But unbeknownst to me, at the Paris, which was right across the street from Bellagio, where ESPN kind of just took over and they had their set set up there, they had the other shows right there on what is called the Beer Park. (laughs) It's one of the outdoor little patios, and it's called Beer Park, part of Paris. And, you know... Mina Kimes and, and Dan Orlovsky and, and, yeah. and Ryan Clark and Keyshawn and Marcus Spears, all of them were all there every day for a matter of time. Now, I'm not that dude who goes up and, ooh, I, you know, I don't do that. But I, you know, introduced one Michigan, Michigander to another one. I got Tracy to Dan Orlovsky, and they bonded over, you know, the Lions. And ah. she got that picture. But that, other than that, it was just there. But what I had, what I take away from this is Las Vegas literally blocked off the street from that corner, I want to say Las Vegas Boulevard, I mean, uh, excuse me, Tropicana Boulevard, or Tropicana, whatever it is, to the following corner, which was way down past the Tropicana, and you had this 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 walkway that takes you one side of the street to the other. My point is, during the day and in the middle, at night, you were walking down the middle of the street. And that was a perspective I'd never seen before, never done before. Yeah. And it was it was interesting. Plus, the place smelled like spring break in the grill, Jamaica. Because <laughs> I didn't know they it was it was completely Nevada was like that. And I mean, it was 
Every 22 steps or so, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just had a yeah, nice I'm aroma sure. come I'm to your face. You know what yeah, I'm saying, I'm man? Sure. I'm it sure. was wonderful. But yeah, it was. So I watched kind of the draft. I was watching what the Falcons did and all that and all the other teams. I don't know. I mean, there are people saying that the Falcons draft, you want to give it a grade, is like a B, B plus. I uh, think so. You think that's, a, I think that's so. accurate? I mean, uh, I had a chance to go out to, uh, th- th- you know what? I went out to Flowery Branch for the first time in like two years um, this year because uh, they brought in Drake London the day after he was selected. They brought him out to Flowery Branch. I didn't realize they got a hospital out there. Well, it's, oh. not really, it's not really a hospital, but you got this this Emory building is there. And so I'm talking to Mike Thomas, the photographer, working with says, all right, Mike, how do I get into this joint? Because <laughs> somewhere you used to go all the time, you know, but you haven't been able to go because you couldn't go into the place and talk to the players. You know, you had to get tested the day before. You had to go up on on Wednesdays. You had to test it on Tuesday by the team. Right, was what they've had. Yeah, you couldn't bring in a test from somewhere yeah, else. You, you know what I mean? You you had to. T- Studios they, the are like team, that too. The team had to test you, and so I said, you know what? I just won't even go up there. I mean, I mean, I'm vaxxed and boosted and everything, but I just that, that's a lot lot to deal with, especially if somebody else is going up there and getting all the information. But I wanted to go up there just to see it, and so it, it, it was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a chance to uh, to talk, just to talk to Drake and, and talk with him, and he knew. I think I'm think he pretty much knew the fact that a lot of folks around here were not crazy about them taking a wide receiver, you know, at the first, as the first pick of the draft. But he assured people that he was, you know, upbeat, ready to come in and do whatever he, he needed to be done. Um, he and uh, Onyeko Kongwu have right. Southern Cal in common. And both the Southern Cats had somebody said, "Yeah, O's going to show me around town and whatnot." So it was it was neat uh, hearing them talking about you know keeping up with some things Atlanta sports with Trey and the Hawks and how they were doing. Uh, you know, he was good. The team got a lot of things that they needed in this draft. Uh, if you go on down, you know, nine picks you're supposed to, you know, and and of that nine, you hope maybe like five of them end up playing serious roles, being ready to step in. I mean, these guys will be in town next week. Uh, they have they, they put them all out on the field together, them and the undrafted free agents. So I, I think the, the Falcons did do a, a good job in getting some things that they need. If you got a quarterback, is this the quarterback? I was going to ask you about that yeah. next. I was going to bring Garrett in because Garrett gave us our first um, breakdown, if you will, of the draft, and we didn't have in those last few weeks. And so um, your overall thoughts on the draft, given the, the breakdown that you put together for yourself, but also what did you think about – the choice of Ritter as a quarterback. I like the choice of Ritter. Overall, I think he was – I mean, the dude's a winner in, in college. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. And we had Luke Fickle on last weekend, and the way he described the leadership aspect of, of Desmond Ritter. There you go. Yeah. What he brings to the table, not necessarily on the football field, but off the football field too, mm-hmm. you can't quantify that. And – that's extremely important in a in a backup quarterback of it, and that's what the role he's going to come in and fill. Um, he's going to get an opportunity to play for the to compete for the the starting job. But I mean, come on, it's Marcus Mariota's job to lose, and Desmond Ritter has some other kinks that he has to work out before he can really assume the title of starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, but ultimately, Sam, I, I I think you hit it. I mean, they address needs. There are a lot of them, <laughs> and so they got better. Um, and I think that's really the most important thing that they needed to do. Um, Drake London, I, I, after sitting on it for about a day, I liked the pick. At the moment, I was not very enamored with the selection. Where did you think they should have went first with that first pick? Well, <clears throat> I, I wanted an edge prospect, but at the end of the day, it's like 
the more time I, I sat on and thought about it, it's like the way the board fell, it was they they'd got the the best player on their board. And that's what they said from the very start. They said, we are going to go get the best player available. That's right. what we are going, going to do as an organization. Where we are right now, we need to go get the best player available. And based off of the way they described him, the things that I heard uh, Drake London say, I, the things I heard people say about Drake London, he fits the culture that they are trying to build up at Flowery Branch. He's big. He's tough. Fits Arthur Smith. And... Look, he's a guy that you can build around, and he's a great underneath pass catcher. He's he's led FBS in contested catches with 19 in eight games. So in four fewer games, he led um, all of all of college football. And look, he was a he was the offensive player of the year in the Pac-12 and only played eight games. I mean, the dude's the dude is a fantastic football player, and he's going to come in and, and he's going to start right away. Um, and he was the number one receiver on their board, and and that was a tremendous area of need. Um, but then you look into the second round, they, they went up and got their edge rusher. So I, I just felt say, a lot better. Right. And McKady was, was, a, was kind of a sleeper um, who I thought was going to be off the board before the Falcons picked. And then when he ended up slipping just a little bit, um, the Giants traded that, that pick. And because they got their guy earlier in the, in the draft, they got Thibodeau out of Oregon, uh, who I thought the Falcons were going to go and get. Um, but this guy is a dynamic edge rusher who fits the 3-4 defense that Dean Pease wants. He's big. He's athletic. And <clears throat> I don't think he's necessarily going to come in and be a 6-7-8 sack guy right away. He might, he might hit those numbers, but he's not, gonna be, he's not a double-digit guy yet. Um, he might get to that number here soon, like maybe next couple of years as he continues to develop. Um, D'Angelo Malone. Another guy who just needs to develop a little bit. Troy Anderson needs to develop a little bit. Still a little bit raw. But they're athletic and they're versatile. That's been the biggest thing that I've seen from this this group is that they're big, they're athletic, and they're versatile. Drake London can go in motion. He can play inside. He can go outside. Uh, Anderson, the guy played running back and quarterback in college. Um, he, he only has one full season as an inside linebacker, and he was one of the best in, in FCS. And so it's like, you have guys who can do a lot of different things, and that's really what they're trying to build up at Flowery Branch. And I, So overall, there needs to be some development. I need to see them on the football field a little bit, and I'll be up at Flowery Branch on Friday to watch a, as a rookie minicamp opens up, and I'll have a better explanation of what I saw after seeing these guys on the football field. But it's too early to grade, obviously, because we haven't seen them strap on pads in the NFL yet. But no, but your, but your thoughts on what they chose, and, and, and you articulated good. that well. And, you, and, Sam, you talk about this. The first three rounds, they had five picks. And other than the wide receiver and the backup quarterback, they did focus on the defensive side of the ball. So you got your edge rusher and you got two linebackers there. And, again, you don't know right now. But we will see what happens moving forward in the development. And again, hope everybody stays healthy. But I still – don't know long-term what this offense is going to look like. Mariota's not going to be here the same amount of time as, as, as Matt Ryan. No. So how long no. is he? How long is it going to take this team to like get I said, that big, next big franchise big quarterback? Big, big, that, that, and that's the thing you're going to end up realizing the value of that, of a franchise quarterback, just how rare it is to have that guy that's going to be that stable factor that's going to show up every week for, for eight to nine to ten years. Um, we're going to find out because we've had it. But now it's gone. And, you know, it's not it's not an easy thing to get. We're going to switch gears and talk racing up next. Adam Alexander, FS1, is going to join Sam and Greg on this Mother's Day. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.
Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You had me confused there for a minute. Sam and Greg on this eighth day of May. And if you just tuned in into the show, Sam broke the TV in the first hour and took him two hours to fix it. We finally got a TV back. <laughs> just went up there with all knuckles and toes and things like that. Next thing you know, we lost just TV. Like that, no TV. But we, we, got, we got it back on this eighth day. Mark, when we were talking about this being the day of the first, first Coca-Cola served. What was in that Coke could get arrested in most states. <laughs> well, get, get you arrested in most states. But I'll tell you something else. On this day, very famous in the world of sports, this was the day that Ali was indicted. Really? Because he stood his ground. Wow. Which is, which is the thing that makes him who he is in the minds of most people who would not stand up for their beliefs. Yeah. And he did that on this day, 1967 was indicted for refusing induction into the U.S. Army. And the story has been well chronicled, but you never know the date it actually happened. So, again, one of those many insignificant things that I throw out there on these days when you and I do these shows. But we got to talk about the real stuff right now. Yay. we got to bring it. We're ready to talk racing. And when we want to do that, we bring in our man, Adam Alexander. We missed him last week, but we have him back this week as the boys get ready to rev it up in Darlington. Adam, good morning. Good to be with you guys. How are you today? We're doing fine. Sam busted the TV earlier. I don't know if you were listening. We he just he's all I missed out on that. Yeah, he's all enamored. Well, I tell you what, we can go I down. I pushed this, the wrong button. We 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 will go down this road because he's been enamored of what he has seen in Miami this weekend. I know it's not NASCAR, but you know Formula One's down there and they got to race and there's all about boats and fake water and paying ten grand to sit on it to watch <laughs> a race. And he's just gone on with that. So you can ask Adam what he thinks well, about. Well, Adam, the thing I was wondering about <laughs> that I, I know I've seen some NASCAR folk have been down there this week just to get a look at you know look at things, and I'm wondering. Are you thinking they're going to bring some of that, some of that back? Possibly, we see with with the, with the NASCAR race in the future. Well, I think we are starting to see discussions in the NASCAR world about a street course, and and there were some that anticipated it could be on the schedule this year in 2022. Um, and, and I know there were heavy conversations. Uh, I guess it was about a year ago uh, about that happening in Chicago, and and you know the clash happens at LA in a stadium and, and everyone starts to ask, you know, where can we do another stadium race and what's the next level of scheduling as NASCAR continues to go through this transformation. And, and I think everyone universally believes that a street course is, is the way to go. I, I kind of feel like the days of spending money on all the infrastructure to build new racetracks is, is gone. We've got so many good ones and we've now reached the stage where you do like what you've done in Miami, you create a course. It allows you to go to any city, any place you want to go. And, and it, it can be a one and done. If it's not a, a success, you've not invested more than, than one trip. And, and so I, I think that's kind of the future. And, and I think the fact that F1 is in the States is a, is a good thing. And the popularity of F1 is a good thing for NASCAR. There was a time when there were all these rivalries within motorsports. If you're an IndyCar fan, you couldn't be a NASCAR fan. If you're a NASCAR fan, you couldn't like F1. If you if you like dirt, you didn't like NASCAR, whatever. And I think now we're starting to see those worlds merge a little bit, and, and there's a lot of crossover, and, and to me, that's what it's all about. We're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Adam Alexander from uh, FS1 and from Vox NASCAR coverage. He is social. You can find him on Twitter, at Adam Number one Alexander. Adam Number one Alexander. Follow up on that. Would we be close to seeing something like uh, the old IROC series 
come back as we spend more time with the, uh, you know, NASCAR visiting, uh, you know, and then having IndyCar sharing facilities all weekend we had a year ago. Could that be something? Have you heard anybody even talk about that, Adam? Well, and, and you know, last year we had SRX, um, you know, come out, and it was a new thing, and Ray Everham and Tony Stewart were behind that. They'll be back this year, and, and you know, they got a good TV contract with CBS, so there's tremendous exposure there for them. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you, you know, here's the deal. These TV networks want content. And if it generates numbers, it's worth having. And I know within our Fox family, you look what's happening uh, with the USFL. And, you know, time will tell where that lands in, in the bigger scheme of things. But it's all about content, whether it be motorsports, football, baseball, basketball, college pro, you know, amateur, professional, you know, whatever it is. Um, I, I think if it can generate a number from a TV perspective and the networks are willing to invest in it, then it becomes a viable option. And so everything is, is on the table because of what live sports does right now for the networks. Adam Alexander joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It was just announced the 2022 class for the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, Matt Kenseth, you got uh, Herschel McGriff, and crew chief Kirk uh, Shel- Shelmer- Shelmerdine. I want to say that properly. Also, yeah. Mike Hilton got the uh, Landmark Award. Of those guys, and I mean, they may not be household names to a lot of our audience, but have you got a story connected with one of those or any sort of um, memories that you have running up against them that you like to share with everybody? Well, you, you, know, you, you know you're getting old when guys are going in the Hall of Fame and you basically covered their entire career. And, <laughs> and I didn't necessarily cover the entire career of, of Matt Kenseth. He started racing you know, and became a prominent name in the late 90s in the Xfinity Series. And I really didn't get involved in NASCAR on a full-time basis until 2000, 2001. But when it comes to Matt Kenseth's Cup career, I pretty much, you know, saw it beginning to end. And, and now he's retired and, and went through a few years away from the race car and he's in the Hall of Fame. And, and so uh, that, that'll that start to date you a little bit. But I I've always had great admiration for Matt. Uh, thought he was a fun guy, and, and um, you know, he's quiet. Was not, you know, one of the, the guys that, um, you know, reached out to the media a lot, did his obligations, um, but, but was not someone who we, you know, was our go-to when you needed interviews. But, but Matt was always accommodating when you needed to do something with him. And, uh, you know, when you look at his career and, and the championships, uh, the championship that he won, and the experiences that he had with many different race teams and, and such a high level of success winning the big races, there's no doubt he was a deserving first ballot Hall of Famer. And, and you know, Kirk Shelmerdine, although I was not around the sport when he was a crew chief for Dale Earnhardt and had so much success winning those four championships, I had a chance to spend some time with Kirk a couple of years ago. We were doing a big anniversary show at Richard Childress Racing, and it was in 2019, and that's when I really dug into the numbers and started to learn more about what he meant to the sport and, and working with an iconic driver. And, and now, you know, it would be fellow hall of famer and Dale Earnhardt. And I realized then like, man, how, how is this guy not in the hall of fame? And, uh, and so I, I think, you know, Kirk very deserving and uh, I mean, all those guys are, but, but he's one that maybe was a little bit of an underdog because of his personality right. and didn't get the respect he deserved. And now to see him all in the hall of fame is a fitting tribute to a guy who had a tremendous career. And you mentioned Kirk, uh, crew chief for Dale Earnhardt before we get into the race in Darlington here, 
And we mentioned Mike Hilton, who's getting the landmark award for outstanding contributions to the sport. Forgive me if I've got this wrong, but I'm, I, I keep seeing this name, Mike Hilton. Was he the guy who made the announcement, the, 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 the very famous announcement, letting us all know that Dale had passed after that race when he, when he got into the accident? I just remember him somehow very visible during that time, and he was the one passing on the information because nobody knew. Uh, do I have that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So Mike was in involved in radio in Bristol, Tennessee, and covered the sport that way. He ran racetracks uh, in NASCAR, and and then got into the NASCAR side of things. Was the president at, at NASCAR, and and he was that guy that just commanded respect. Had such a big presence. And when we lost, you know, Dale Earnhardt in 2001, if, if you go back and, and look at that story, he was the one that, that came into the media center yep. and said so solemnly, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to have to report that after the crash and, you know, at the, on the last lap of the Daytona 500, we've lost Dale Earnhardt. And so, yes, that was Mike Helton. And, um, I, I mean, I, I've had many interactions with Mike is, is all, you know, the drivers can tell you unbelievable stories about what he's meant to the history. Um, but, but he, uh, is someone that is deserving to be in the hall of fame because of the way he went about his business and, and the leadership that he has provided for NASCAR for so many years. Folks, we're spending time this morning on the wait for it.com hotline with Adam Alexander. He's at Darlington where later today on NASCAR coverage, uh, 3.30 is the start time uh, for the race there. Joey Logano's on the pole. Uh, Kyle Larson outside of row one. Adam, do you watch what's up front or do you check out back in the back? You got Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott. Uh, which end of this thing do you start watching from the start? Well, I mean, I, I'll say this. It's good Chase Elliott won last week, right, because that takes a little pressure off um, because starting in the back and in a backup car – you know, will not be a lot of fun because the backup cars now are not what they used to be. You know, these teams don't don't want to use backups. They've got limited practice, and, and one of the reasons we have the schedule we have now is to avoid, you know, having to run a backup car. And, and ironically enough, we saw it with Hendrick Motorsports last weekend when William Byron uh, crashed in practice. They, they went to a backup car, which is basically a parts car, uh, and that's what Chase Elliott will be faced with today. It'll be a challenging day for him, no doubt. I probably would have said he's on the short list coming to the weekend of favorites. Now you probably, um, you know, change your opinion of that a little bit. Um, you know, Kevin Harvick, another guy very successful at Darlington. But this means more to, to Kevin Harvick coming from the back just because he does not have a win and doesn't have the cushion over that cut line when it comes to making the playoffs um, that some of the other guys do. So he'll have his work cut out for him today, and, and there will be some pressure on for him to deliver another guy to watch Denny Hamlin you know they had problems in qualifying yesterday he doesn't have a a great starting spot it's been a a head scratcher of a season for Denny Uh, another guy that's won and that's his safety valve but but across the board they they need to get things going in the right direction and uh, and as I look at the front I mean I I would look at his teammate Martin Tricks Jr. someone that could be strong I think Christopher Bell has performed at a really high level lately he should be another driver uh, to watch today from the Gibbs camp and the Fords were good in, in qualifying. Joey Logano on the pole and, and Ryan Blaney in the top ten as well. Folks need to, folks need to pay attention to this uh, William Byron. He's the guy who won here in Atlanta. But Sam tells me, because we just saw that he signed three more years with Hendrick, he goes, that's Jeff Gordon at work. He said, that, that, that's Jeff Gordon at work there right now. And, and getting this guy locked in for the way, should we be paying more attention to what he's doing? He's got two wins on this season so far. Well, across the board, Hendrick Motorsports. I mean, you know, we mentioned Chase Elliott won last week. Uh, you know, Alex Bowman 
has a win after winning four times last year. Kyle Larson is the the reigning champion, won 10 times last season. He was able to win earlier this year at California. And William Byron, the only driver from Hendrick that's won twice, you mentioned Atlanta, he also won at, at Martinsville. 11 races this year, five of them won by Hendrick Motorsports. You could make the argument that they could have won, you know, two or three others. For sure, Byron, you know, had the best car at, at Richmond. Strategy didn't play out for him. Alex Bowman right there on the final lap at, at Coda, the road course in Austin, Texas. So, honey, I got to tell you, they, they have picked up where they left off and, uh, and, a, and a deserving extension for William Byron, who's had a, a great start to the season, was very consistent last year. And, and I, I do think he'll be not only a threat today, but I think as we go throughout the year, he's someone that we'll be talking about deep into the playoffs. Adams, you mentioned the Gibbs Racing Cars. I think this is race number 1,500 uh, cup race for uh, Toyota. For the longest time, we didn't think we'd see a foreign automaker in NASCAR. Um, but 1,500 is what they celebrate today. Well, and, and they've had success because they've put the best drivers in their cars. And, and I think, you know, the guy that comes to mind is, is Kyle Busch. And I think if you talk to the people at Toyota, they're going to say, if, if not for Kyle, we probably wouldn't be, you know, where we are today. I, I wouldn't make a statement and say they wouldn't be in the sport. Uh, that's probably not true. But Kyle has carried the banner and, and carried it well for Toyota you know, really from day one, and I, and I look at, you know, what Denny Hamlin has been able to do at Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, you know, certainly, you know, we talked about Matt Kenseth, who's in the Hall of Fame. He he made a statement over there. Martin Truex Jr. has been outstanding as, as well, uh, his time at, at Furniture Row and, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing. So, across the board, um, they, they have had an incredible run, and, and you said it. Didn't know if this day would, would ever happen, that, that a foreign – you know, automaker would make their way into NASCAR. And not only have they come, they've had tremendous support with one of the great teams in the history of NASCAR and Joe Gibbs Racing and enjoyed a, a great amount of success winning the big races, winning championships, and, and putting drivers behind the wheel that undoubtedly are going to be in the Hall of Fame and, and one, you know, already going there and that being Matt Kenseth. Fantastic, fantastic. Adam, always great to spend some time with you. Uh, thanks so much for, for checking in with us. I hope we have a great call today. Up at, uh, up at Darlington, and thanks so much for joining Can't us. Can't thank man. you enough, man, as always. Thank, all right, thank you, guys. Have a great one. Appreciate it. Adam Alexander, FS1, joining us. I just remember that, man, that when, when I said Mike Hilton, I was like, hang on a second. That yeah. name stays with me for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where I am. There's people who will who were screaming at the radio because they, they know where they were when they— I was in Florida. Did you watch? I, the, I was, you, I was, I was, I was between Daytona. I was down doing training camp in Daytona. I wasn't at the race. I had been at the track all during the week for qualifying, but I was, I was back over for Braves at the time. Folks will tell you, and if you got some friends there, where were you when um, that accident happened? May have been in front of the TV for a lot of people, to be honest with you. Anyway, moving up to the uh, nine o'clock hour, we have got a big announcement coming up, Sam and I. But up next, going to let you know about some jobs, some job opportunities, some money flying through the air. It is a casting call. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app.
Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Mother's Day. Hang on, I got Tito over here. (laughs) I got. Are you ready? Chorus is coming up. You little bounce. Garrett, you missed it. Last time we did a show in here, I was dancing. Oh, man, he was pop locking. Yeah. Oh, he was doing some stuff. Yeah, if you, there's you, ever a show, I'm glad I missed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, really, really. Hey, right. got any Ouch. Cor- Angelo Ouch. Dundee around here? Yeah, I need a corner, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You ain't seen me dance. Yeah, yeah. I got some Angelo I can imagine, though, and, I don't, and that's, no, no, that's just an imagine. image I don't oh, want to have in my head, man. You need to fight oh, Dr. Bernie Pacheco. You need to fight Bernie Pacheco. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not doing the back up. Like you're like, you're like that today. uncle at, a, at every wedding that's had a, a couple two. Uh, bur- uh, yeah, he had a bourbon no. or two, and then I he don't just starts up and do it in public. Starts it feeling is. it no. on the yeah. dance floor. Yeah. Hey, yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Every wedding has had one of them uncles. Every, every yeah. single one. <laughs> you get, they bust out the liquor. They get yeah, the man. liquor drink going, and I, like after six o'clock, the sun's gone down. And, I'm that and other, the bad I'm, dancing comes with it. Right. And I'm, I'm drinking, and I'm the uncle who's going, hey, man, look at your Uncle Frank over there. Don't he look like an idiot? That is a bit of the thing I, that everybody I aspire, remembers. I aspire to be that uncle, though. Yeah. I will, I will openly admit that. I will I will be that uncle. No, not me. Nope. nope. Oh, absolutely. I won't do that. But I'll. Life's know. too short not to have a little fun, you know? And you should have been here for the last show. Cause what's that? I was moonwalking and having all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. But Sam's doing a pip today. He's like a backup singer. Yeah, this is a backup. Speaking Jackson, of the 70s, what we have going on here with yeah. Jackson 5 mm-hmm. and Mama's Pearl on this yeah. Mother's Day, uh, taking us to the casting call, 92.9thegame.com slash casting call, which you will hear me talk, you know, some about today. I'll also be on with uh, Cannon tomorrow, Monday yeah. on uh, Star 94, and then with Ramona on V103 on Tuesday. Yep. Who, by the way, we got a chance to see this we week. We got a chance to see her this week. Yeah. Yeah. Hey to Ramona. Hello. Always good to see you. Shout her. out to Ramona, bro. Yeah. Right? And I saw, you know, like I said, saw Cannon a little bit before that. But I mentioned this because one of the uh, projects is The Innocent. And it's being done by On Location Casting. They new? They're not. They're just different. They're not so much new. Okay. They're just They're just different. They're, they're added to the, the list of casting directors that I have here, and, you know. They um, have a need for this show because there's it's, this particular episode is going to be a period piece. Okay. So I'm asking you, if you had to go in, and I mean the next, y- your mortgage depended on it, that you come out looking with some stuff that made people believe, okay, he got this in the 70s. Could you do that in your closet? Could you pull some stuff out? Mm. I maybe not even head to toe, but some pants, yeah. some shoes, mm. a little something, something to make people believe wow. uh, he 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 lived through the seventies. That'd be hard to find. Yeah, me too. No, you me know too. what I mean. But the, you used to keep up some of that stuff around, but mm, I can't think of it. Then. Okay. Yeah. I thought you might say like a, a jacket that's been a, a baseball jacket that you got back in the day that represents a team from that time. You know, nah. no jersey, nothing like that. Well, nah. those of you who can do that, <laughs> you're going to see on location, looking for males and females, all ethnicities, and there's multiple roles here. But it's all about the 70s. 
So, you know, go in there and, and, and see if you got any clothing, you got the long hair, your afros, whatever it is. Like, Ludacris could be do he could do it right now. Oh, Ludacris yeah. could do it. Yeah. He, he could does. play Link. Yeah, yeah, a mall squad. You're right, absolutely right. He could play Link right now. So, if you have that, this is just one of the needs this particular week. Color purple. They're still looking for fresh faces for a number of roles. Legacies, which is casting all talent. You're 18 and over, so you look like a high school student. They need you for that. So Central Casting has um, a need for same-sex couple, a number of them this particular week, female, same-sex couples. So the list is there. Destination Casting has some needs. Uh, Casting Taylor Made has a couple projects that have immediate needs. So you want to go there, 9290game.com slash casting call. You can see the list. You can see links to how to submit yourself, uh, how to get that certificate from the Georgia Department of Labor. If you have minors in the family that want to be a part of projects, it's just, this is what I do. You know, I have been doing it. I'm going to continue doing it. You guys got any questions about this, greg.clarksonodyssey.com. And the list is up also right now at Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. So any kind of questions surrounding casting call, um, you guys give me a shout. Like I said, it's – and we're going to be too – it may extend it, may have one that comes in here later on um, today that I will have with Canon tomorrow and again – like I said with Ramona, I got to shoot something on Wednesday. Okay. That particular production got shut down last week, and I've got the notice that Monday and Tuesday um, they're not shooting, and they need people to go down and get tested again. Okay. I point for my point for saying this is those of you out there who think this pandemic is done with, eh, no, folks are catching it left and right. Folks with four shots got the, the two regular ones and then two boosters are still catching it. So I got to go down there and get tested for this thing. I will be more able to talk more about it in the coming weeks. But, yeah, yeah. it's, it's ever-present. So know that you're going to have to want these extra jobs, but they're there for you. You don't have to get headshots. You don't have to go out and buy new clothing. You just need to look like, as best as you possibly can, what they're looking for. And in most cases, they're going to have you come in for a fitting. All right? Uh, again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Two people I want to mention. Okay. There are those out there who will know who I'm talking about. There are most of you will not. But these are two people in the industry. Uh, I want to mention Chase Paris. Chase and I go back to when we were both with Houghton Talent. Chase is one of the biggest casting directors in the country right now. And as is the case with any business, there's ebbs and flows, and there is – you know, he's, his roller coaster will go back up, but he's, you know, he's a friend and he's caught a little you-know-what lately, so I wanted to give him a shout-out and tell him his love's coming for me and you, okay. me and you, okay. to Chase Paris. Okay. He's the one who got me in a couple projects that you've had fun with, uh, okay. including Spider-Man, okay. and Richard Jewell, things like that. Yeah. So, um, Very cool. I wanted to just say, uh, reach out to Chase Paris. The other one is Melissa McBride. You heard what she did. What was that? Melissa is, and I've talked about her too, but it's funny that... Everybody that has made it in this business, whatever it is, in front of the camera or behind the camera, have these types of stories that did these types of jobs early on. Melissa plays Carol on The Walking Dead, has been there from day one. Her grandkids are taken care of because of the run of that show. 11 (laughs) years on that show, on The Walking Dead, one of the biggest shows, period. And Melissa, you know, and there's numbers of people in this city who she recorded, and I was one of them. Okay. In town, and she was with Stillwell Casting, and 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 Melissa. We couldn't be happier. There's like I talk about you. You're in that unique position of you can't find 
two people, let alone one, that has a bad word to say about you. Melissa's one of those people. You just haven't met the right people. Yeah, I know. I ain't nobody gonna say nothing bad about you, other than busting TVs. <laughs> and and, then, and then she ascended from that position to landing this incredible role. Well, the show ended. There's been all these spinoffs, you know, of Walking Dead, but there was going to be one with the star and her. And she backed out of it, walked away. Wow. Now, there are maybe other reasons, but the main reason that was given was that the show was not going to be shot here in Georgia. It was going to be shot in Europe. And she's like, I'm, I'm not going to Europe. Okay. Or, you know, she yeah. didn't say it like that, but she basically backed. I mean, this is something you hear from, from much bigger stars or, in her case, very secure actors okay. and actresses. She didn't think she was going to land the position, the job that she got on Walking Dead. And, and there's numerous stories about her in the beginning having, you know, a bit of trepidation about taking on that role. But then when she attacked it, she did it with both feet and has been great at it. And she's, you can't tell the story of that show, not just because she's a cast member, but she's, you know, there's something unique about that character that she made. And so my point is, she'll be out of work. I mean, she was probably out of work for a minute and a half after she made that announcement and it right. became official that she wasn't going to be a part of the show. But... Folks are now killing this guy who's the star, you know, uh, and and saying it was his fault and so on and so forth. That wasn't the case. But I wanted to mention those two during the casting call because they're they're old friends. I mean, not tight, tight with them, but, you know, we consider ourselves friends. And like I said, just, just during this casting call where I'm out there trying to help you guys get these job opportunities, if you need them, if you want them, and I'm going to continue to do it, these are two people within the industry I mean, if you want to Google them, that's cool. Yeah. But they are—they're worthy of a mention for decisions that they have made lately. And I wanted to just take a second. Just mention this. Can I give a shout out to one of my schoolmates? By all means. Uh, Andy is on is on Facebook Live, and he said that he had a part role in the movie Forty Two. He's a cab driver. Oh, there you go. He's a cab driver. Yeah. You know, and uh, in that movie, which of course is baseball season, everybody remembers when that movie was being filmed in the area. And we're just—and by the way, if you're just tuning in. We, uh, I talked to Garrett about this earlier and mentioned to Sam, and Sam didn't know this, that Brian Snitker yeah. is in the movie Bull Durham. Yeah. Now, a lot of people know that this is, this is a story that's been chewed before, and, and Garrett talked about, um, uh, it was, excuse me, Corey McCartney talked about he had mentioned it with him in one of his interviews with Snitker. With but before, yeah. if you don't know where the Braves manager is, <laughs> go back, look at the beginning of Bull Durham. The montage there at the beginning of the movie, and there is a, a picture, I don't know how long it's up for, but it's pretty quick, of Susan Sarandon, who plays Annie, and she's getting ready, and in on her mirror, I guess I should say, on her mirror in her bedroom is a baseball card, and of all people, it's Brian Snitker when he was with <laughs> the Durham Bulls. That's what she's got. Well, picture. that's accurate because at the time the Durham Bulls were Braves farm team. There you go. At the time, at the time that movie was done, I actually went to the the original DAP, as they called it, Durham Athletic Park. You told me about that, and it, it had the bull up and everything, right? The bull, right? everything. There was tail going up and down, and everything. <laughs> the, whole, the whole the whole thing, smoke coming out of him. It, it was, you know. But they, they built they since they built a new Durham Athletic Park, but that right. was film was done in the uh, in the old. Well, my question is, when I get to. Uh, Brian Snicker is, are you getting residuals? Because you should, if you, if your, if your lightness is used, 
Because, listen, I'm always asking people to be uh, doubles, photo doubles, not just a stand-in for a star. You're going to be a part of a picture that sits on the mantle of the star of this, and you're going to be like his brother or cousin or whatever. Well, you're in the movie. You're in the TV show. Right. And he should be getting some kind of residual forever (laughs) because his car. Now, I I also wonder, you know, when you show a major league uniform, in a production, you guys got to get permission. Right. Right. So I wonder how that went. But he should be getting the check. He might be. He I might just be. haven't got that information. Yeah. He might be, but I mean, the thing of it is, that's a picture in this. He actually has a job. All right. There you go. So again, uh, 929thegame.com slash casting call. You will see the list and the links to all manner of things there. And I guess the most important thing is between now and when you hear Sam and I again, uh, I have the list of the casting directors there. And you can just go to their Facebook page, IG, Twitter, whatever it is where they post stuff, and you can see what they're posting yeah. and submit yourself. And I have a generic version of how to submit yourself. Couldn't be easier. All right. Man, at some point in this 9 o'clock hour, I got to tell you what happened at the house the last couple days between me and Jesse. Okay. Jesse has got this thing that she does that I got to tell you about, which was funny as you know what, and it happened last night. But up next... Major announcement between Sam and I. That is coming up. And on this Mother's Day, we are going to speak. With a sports mom. To a sports mom. As you just heard him say it. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.